I'm Samantha Sherris. I'm Virginia Allen. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Wednesday, October 5th. Here are today's headlines. OPEC, or the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries, announced today it would be cutting its production by 2 million barrels per day per a press release. NBC reported it's the largest production cut since COVID-19 began, while CNN reported that the reduction is roughly 2% of the world's oil demand. The White House released a statement from National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan and NEC Director Brian Deese, which said that President Biden is disappointed by the short-sighted decision by OPEC+. Katie Tubb, a research fellow here at the Heritage Foundation's Center for Energy, Climate and Environment, told us, First, this once again shows President Biden's feckless diplomacy in the Middle East, where his administration has burnt many bridges over the last two years. She added, one of the best ways to dilute the ability of OPEC and other nations to manipulate energy markets is to increase global supply. But this is exactly what the Biden administration, states like California and New York, and too many countries in the EU, don't want as they continue to pursue policies that heighten barriers to oil production. President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden arrived in Florida this afternoon to assess damage from Hurricane Ian, which hit the Sunshine State earlier this month. The White House announced the president authorized an increase in the level of federal funding for the debris removal and emergency protective measures undertaken in the state of Florida. The president and first lady met with Governor Ron DeSantis and First Lady of Florida Casey DeSantis in Fort Myers to evaluate the damage. Let's take a listen to part of DeSantis's remarks about Biden's visit per now this. I want to thank uh, President Biden and Jill Biden, as well as Administrator Deanne Criswell, for, for coming down here, looking at uh, really, really significant damage uh, here in, in Lee County. And, and there's other places where you have uh, really significant damage as well outside of this general area. We were very fortunate to have good coordination uh, with the uh, White House and with FEMA from the very beginning of this. We declared a state of emergency last Friday, September 23rd. This wasn't even, this was a disturbance uh, out there by Columbia. And then the next day we got a major disaster declaration approved by the president. Uh, and we really appreciated that. And that basically set off the massive mobilization that we had ready to be able to respond to this storm. Biden was in Puerto Rico earlier this week for a similar trip, assessing damage from Hurricane Fiona, which hit the island on September 18th. Former President Donald Trump filed an emergency request last night to the Supreme Court asking them to intervene over classified documents taken from his Mar-a-Lago home on August 8th, NBC reported. Reuters reported that Trump requested the justices block part of a lower court's ruling that prevented an independent arbiter requested by Trump from vetting more than 100 documents marked as classified. Roughly 11,000 documents were seized in total from the former president's home, per Reuters. CNBC reported that Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas told the DOJ to respond to Trump's request by Tuesday, October 11th. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt signed a bill yesterday prohibiting gender transition services for children at a state pediatric hospital, per the Daily Wire. 
The bill, which went into effect immediately, blocks funding to prevent gender transition services for minors at Oklahoma Children's Hospital at OU Health, according to a press release from the governor. The governor said in the release, by signing this bill today, we are taking the first step to protect children from permanent gender transition surgeries and therapies. It is widely inappropriate for taxpayer dollars to be used for condoning, promoting, or performing these types of controversial procedures on healthy children. He also called on the legislature to ban all irreversible gender transition surgeries, and hormone therapies on minors when they convene next session in February of 2023, according to the release. The U.S. murder rate rose in 2021 from 22,000 in 2020 to 22,900, or about 4.3 percent, according to an FBI report released today. On the contrary, the report also highlighted that overall violent crime decreased from 2020 to 2021 by 1 percent. Fox News reported that crimes against American seniors surged roughly 10 percent in 2021, based on the report's data. Senator Tom Cotton reacted to the news in a tweet, saying, The FBI confirmed what we already know. Crime rates under President Biden have skyrocketed at record rates. Americans are less safe because of Democrats' soft-on-crime policies that prioritize criminals over victims. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's Top News. If you haven't gotten a chance already, be sure to check out our morning show right here in your podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. Virginia will be sitting down with the hosts of SCOTUS 101 podcast to discuss the new term. Also, make sure that you subscribe to the Daily Signal podcast wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we will be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. The executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen, Doug Blair, and Samantha Rank. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.